Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Full Court Fresh, where we bring you updates on all things NBA related. Today is February 6th, 2022, and we are your hosts, Nico Del Rey and Jules Cruz. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, news and injuries in the league, who you should pick up and drop, strength of schedule, and lastly, uh, who wins these trades, trade rumors for, for the week before the February 10th trade. That's right. So you can find me at Jules E. Cruz on Twitter, Instagram, Kumu, everywhere. And you can find me, Nico underscore Dell underscore Ray, Instagram, Twitter, all the above. And we're going to start off with our news. And of course, the biggest news is we had a couple of big trades this week. So the first one that I want to talk about is the Clippers trade that we saw that just happened. It kind of is like starting the ball rolling on all the other trades that are happening. Mm-hmm. Norman Powell and Robert Covington going to the Clippers for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a Pistons second-round pick in 2025. It feels like the the Clippers know that they have something available this year. If people are saying, if people are healthy, mm-hmm. if if uh, Kawhi comes back, if Paul George doesn't punt this season, mm-hmm. it seems like they know they have a good shot. But even next season, they have some really good wings. I was concerned about their depth, mm-hmm. but now that they picked up these two guys, like I, they seem like they're going to be pretty good. And it does seem like the Blazers are full-on done. Like They're just trying to get rid of everyone at this point. So I think the rest of the league now is looking at this trade being like, who can I steal from them? Yeah. And then my follow-up to that then is, do you think that rushes Paul George or Kawhi? Or if they're still in that like ninth, eighth area, they'll just coast out until they're in the playoffs? It seems like with this kind of trade, knowing that Norman Powell can produce for himself, mm-hmm. that... Such a good score. Yeah, I think that... It sounds like they're going to try to lock in at least the eighth seed, and then maybe buy them a little more time to just to, like to rest and rehab and get ready for the playoffs because they don't need them to make that last push. It sounds like they might be able to lock that up with this kind of trade. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that this is a pretty a pretty good move, and it seems like a steal for the Clippers in a lot of ways. So hypothetically, for those out there who own Paul George, just asking for a friend: is this a cut, keep, or trade situation? I am. I'm cutting Paul George for your fantasy league. Just give me one second. Yeah. <laughs> cutting him right. Got to log into my page. <laughs> All right, and there we go. Moving on. All right, next big trade. Karis LeVert traded to the Cavaliers for Ricky Rubio, who unfortunately had a season-ending injury. A lottery-protected 2022 first-rounder, 2022 second, and a 2022 second-round pick. Um. Yeah, how do you feel about that? It's interesting. Karis LeVert isn't a big like he he was a big name. Right now he's he's doing steady work, and then the Cavs are also pretty solid right now. I don't I don't know how I feel about I that. I think that's why. I think a lot of people thought that the Cavs would just be fine being a, a really good young team and mm-hmm. kind of coasting and making like, you know, sick fifth, sixth seed and doing pretty well and maybe not making a giant push. But mm-hmm. now trading for Karis LeVert, it feels like they're really trying to win this thing. Like they know they needed another scorer, so they just went out and got him. And it's crazy because it's like everyone made fun of like their big man lineup. You know, Evan Mobley, like you picked up another big dude. You guys have Markinen, Kevin Love, all these things, and then they're actually like killing it. And they lost Sexton at the beginning of the year, um, so I'm not really sure. Yeah, I like the I like the Cavs actually. They're a really yeah. fun team. So um, yeah, Karis Silver had like 26, 17, 14, 10, but he did have a 42 point game. Like I I really like Karis Silver. I yeah. think he he really does hoop. And anyone who's ever watched a game of his knows that he can take over. So I think it's a really good pickup. They did kind of trade like you know a good amount of picks away. Mm-hmm. 
but if they if they're trying to get better, then you know, pick what are picks at that point if they're really committed to being a like championship sort of team. Yeah, it's like that Belichick kind of style. Like like picks are unproven, or you can trade those away for veterans that you know what they look like on the floor. Yeah, it also feels like picks are different these days just because of what the Lakers did last year, where they just kind of made like deals with people to be undrafted so they can just pick them up like Austin Reeves. Yeah. So I think people are starting to realize that second round picks are just, you can kind of just get rid of them and hopefully they can just make deals with other people mm-hmm. um, kind mm-hmm. of on the down low, which is somewhat shady. I feel like maybe the NBA might do something about that eventually. But at this point, it's something that everyone's going to do. Yeah. Um, some news, not necessarily a specific trade, but it's kind of petty, but it's also how the NBA functions nowadays. Julius Randle unfollowed the Knicks <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> And a lot of teams do that. Like, when Rondo left, he unfollowed the Lakers. Like, that's just, like, your thing. Like, before it hits the news. I love that. You and love that. Why do we do that? Like, whose advice was this? Like, which agent started making people do this? Because it's so petty and it's so, so petty. small. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, I think I even follow the Knicks, but, <laughs> like, I'm not a fan or anything. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's, like, people really seem to care about who's who you're following at this point, but. And he's not he's not the marquee player they wanted him to be, but he's not that bad. But for some reason, I don't see much interest of him like him being traded or anyone picking up his big contract next year, right? So yeah, what is happening with Julius Randle? Because last season everyone's going crazy, oh, uh, most improved. Mm-hmm. Everyone saying all this stuff about him, how amazing he is. MVP chance mm-hmm. uh, at the Garden, but now people are saying you know they want him off the team. They're booing him. Mm-hmm. They had some mm-hmm. of those moments, and he had a moment where he was also arguing with um, some people. I think on Twitter or something, talking about like like just arguing with some Knicks fans. So it's like. His fall from grace has been so, so fast. But here's the thing. He's still averaging 18.7, 10 boards, and 5.7 assists. It's like an efficiency thing. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. just really don't like him when you're watching the actual game. Yeah. But yeah. I think he can still produce. That's why I feel like if he does leave, um, I like. I think that he's still someone that people can rely on eventually. I think just this is not the environment for him, it sounds like. I mean, it was last year. Yeah, I don't know. Things are different. I think a- after the Trey Young series... He just hasn't really been the same, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, and I, I heard, like, obviously not a Woj bomb, but unofficial um, tweets. I forgot who I saw from Christian Wood uh, to Miami, where they're shopping him around. Mm. Um, and I think the Rockets are on full. They're, like, right at tank mode also. So Christian Wood's production is really high. So if you can, trade him for something of value or trade him higher if possible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he seems like their biggest trade piece because they're not going to get rid of Jan Green or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, it sounds like they're going to move him. Injuries. We have a, some new. Um, so for our injuries this week, we didn't have anything major, thank goodness. But we do have some day-to-day stuff. We have Harden out, I think, until uh, Tuesday. Same with Claxton on the, on the Nets uh, until Tuesday. Carmelo had his hamstring injury. Sounds like they said it's day-to-day, but I in my experience with hamstring stuff, it seems like it's going to be at least a week or two weeks. They tend to be more careful, especially with older players like Carmelo. Mm-hmm. And we have Kobe White, Zach Levine, Cade Cunningham, Matisse Thibel, and Dort who are also out kind of um, just day-to-day stuff. Yeah. All right, moving up to the good stuff, the pick-me-ups of the week. This is the good that we saw from players. Uh, hopefully they are trending up, and hopefully our advice towards you guys will help your team improve. Um. I'm going to start with, with who we talked about in Cleveland, Brandon Goodwin. I don't know who the GM is for Cleveland, but they're just getting dudes who consistently step up. Sexton got injured to start the year, season ending. Darius Garland killed it. Then Darius Garland's injured. 
Brandon Goodwin comes, and he's averaging 13 points, 4 boards, 6 assists, 2 steals, 2.7 3-point made. So that was over a seven-game span. I think Garland was supposed to come back today. Um, but any player who's putting up that off the bench is, is solid. For my point guard pick, I have Monte Morris. Mm-hmm. And aside from this Brooklyn blowout the other day where he only played, I think, something 20-something minutes. He won by like 30 points. Before that, he was averaging about 15.6 per game with about five assists. Mm-hmm. And that's just good production for someone who's uh, like rostered, I think, only about 30, 30% or something like that. So. Definitely, he's someone you can roll with. I think Denver's interesting, though, because I feel like every week, you or I are putting up a Denver point guard. Because they, I don't know, they just, Jokic mm-hmm. makes players better. So take that with a grain of salt, that it could be Morris's week again. It could be Bones Highland. It could be somebody else. True. So, yeah. Um, my shooting guard, I got Trey Mann from OKC. He's just stepping it out of nowhere. Uh, he's averaging 16.8 points, 3.03s, and anywhere between one to three steals a night. And he put up 29 against Dallas, and they won that game. So it shows that he they trust him with the ball, and he's an efficient scorer. I so this is interesting because I saw on at least on my fantasy app on ESPN, um, Terry Taylor from Indiana is listed as a shooting guard, but Terry Taylor has actually been playing mostly forward, power forward, the last few games, and he is going off completely off i don't know mm-hmm. like people that had no idea where he's coming from he's just a two-way player but he's finally getting minutes he's finally getting about 38 minutes the last two games in which he had uh 21 points he had a 24 point game and he had 14 boards and 16 boards mm-hmm. along with uh before that when he had 20 minutes he had a 15 and 8 board game he's just going crazy and i think a lot of people are picking him up and it makes sense i can't tell how it's gonna go once um once indiana gets some people back like Sabonis or Pitaze. You can't really tell what his minutes are going to be like, especially since he's playing big right now. But it sounds like you know they just traded away Levert, and they're going to have a need for someone to go out and score. So mm. hopefully Terry Taylor stays in, because if he does, he seems like he's going to be pretty solid. Yeah, um, so moving to my small forward, uh, kind of like what Jules says, there's no telling what happens when players come back. But then again, we're teaching you how to win your week. These aren't players that are going to win you the whole season. They're, they're on the wire for a reason. Um, Javante Green from Chicago with Levine and Kobe White out. Uh, he is putting up 14 points, 4.8 rebounds, but he fills up the defensive categories, 1.8 steals, 1.3 blocks, and shooting at 55% field goal. In addition, he plays the point guard, shooting guard, and small mm-hmm. forward, so you can just plug him in wherever. That's like a utility Swiss knife. So premise it that this is while Zach Levine and um, Kobe White are injured, but yeah. The Bulls are they're surprisingly deep. Like every time someone goes out, they have someone stepping up and actually getting really good production. Mm-hmm. It's that um, Io, yeah, Io is still going off too. We we mentioned his name a couple weeks ago. Zucevic so. has been going off yes. these past two games, like thirty eight and sixteen or like whatever, like big numbers. <laughs> I think it's because he wasn't an all star. He feels a little jaded, going going crazy. Uh, but maybe he just took a backseat to like you have Demar stepping. Demar had like forty five today or something too. <laughs> but like I think. Him just stepping like, oh, we have all these big guns. We have Lonzo, we have DeMar, we have you mm-hmm. know, whoever. Uh, next up, I picked Herb Jones, Herbert Jones. He had 25 points last game against Denver. Um, he's getting about 30 to 37 minutes a game now. And he actually had five steals the other night. So he's someone who's just constant production. And it looks like they're going to keep rolling with him in terms of minutes. So, yeah, that's my pick for a small forward. Cool. And bringing the power forward, we got Serge Ibaka. Um, just a waiver wire pickup. He put up 20 and 8 one game, 14 points, 11 another, two blocks in each of them. 
he was averaging 24 points, then 32. So his his minutes are trending upward. And my last pick for my big was Shangun. I just, I can never tell. I feel like he's so skilled, and I just can't tell what they're going to do with him minutes-wise. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they end up do getting rid of Christian Wood, maybe he'll he'll have a more constant role. But he, he has skills. The other day he had eight, 18 with three blocks. Before that he had a nine and eight and one block in 25 minutes. And from, you know, from what I hear, it sounds like they're trusting him from now on out, especially I think as we get to the later half of the season, a lot of the young guys who they were kind of rolling in and out of the rotations around the league, they're going to have to just trust them because it's time to give them minutes, especially if they're not going to get the playoffs. Yeah, and that's interesting um, because his per 36 minutes, if he got the full time, he has production. It's just they weren't giving him uh, minutes. Yeah, uh, Very similar to my last center pickup, pick up Jackson Hayes. He hasn't, I saw some like odd stat that, the amount of 30-minute games he's played is less than a handful, like less than 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he does play, he shoots 87% from the field. Um, sixteen. Bo- he averages 16 points, 8 boards, and 1.7 blocks. So uh, when I also posted this, I heard that Valanciunas is on the trading block. And then earlier today, I heard that he is off-limits. Oh, really? But, you know, organizations yeah, know. organizations will say that. Like, oh, off limits, all of a sudden you'll <laughs> right see value. Yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. So um, I like Jackson Hayes moving forward. Yeah. Um, moving on to our honorable mentions, there are a couple of people who we felt like, you know, if if you needed a, a certain stat or if you needed someone, there's a couple extra people. I wanted to mention Jose Alvarado from the Pelicans. He's averaging a good amount of steals and one steal a game. He had four steals the other night. Definitely someone to pick up if you need some uh, – Category work for your steals. Yeah. Um, and mine is Davion Mitchell. Mine is an honorable mention because he is killing it in De'Aaron Fox's absence. Uh, they said it was an ankle sprain. He was supposed to be back like after one game, but I think he's already missed four games total. So it's kind of hit or miss, but he's averaging 20 points, five assists, one steal, 2.5 three-point made for our boy off night. If you're trying to pick him up, he's solid. Uh, let's get to the little poopy section. The drops in the league. <laughs> Drop these fools. First of all, I have a drop, but I know you didn't pick him up. Uh, Dennis Smith, he's been averaging about four points a game. Uh, you know, maybe you rolled with him if you felt like Dame was going to be out and he needs someone. And I think he had one good game when he had 15 or something. But he, he's rostered so low. But if you did have him, make sure you don't have him anymore because I think with the pickup of Eric Bledsoe in that trade, they're going to get rid of him. Like, they're not going to play him at all. Yeah, Dennis Smith, uh, he's a trickster. He's like Loki. Yeah. Like you want to pick him up because like I mean he was a dunk contest he's guy. Yeah, he's flashy dunk contest big games and you pick him up he does nothing for you you know. In the same vein with that trade, I was also thinking about Amir Coffee. He had a really big game the other day, twenty seven points. We mentioned him like I think two two or three weeks he's ago. Solid. And he's super solid, but I don't know if he's gonna get minutes anymore. Yeah. Um, Norm Powell or Robert Covington probably gonna steal his time. Yeah, I had him in a few weeks. That's sad. Sad that Roko's yeah. coming. Um, <laughs> Uh, for me, Gabe Vincent um, in Miami, he's underperforming. He's still getting his full 25 minutes that he's been having, but he just had some really big games that all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but just like four points here and nine points there. And then same thing for my player that I planted my flag in, Chuma Okiki. Still getting his full time, about 30 minutes, 25 minutes, but his games are just not well right now. Yeah. So he has the opportunity, it's his for the taking, but he's not capitalizing on it. All right, last but not least, strength of schedule. These are things you want to think about when you pick up waiver dudes. You don't want to pick up someone who's only going to give you one game. You want to pick up somebody who's going to give you multiple games and on opportune days. Um, so the Rockets and Bucks, they each have two games this week. 
try and stay away from any of those pickups. Uh, maybe Shingun's one that we kind of put on the shelf for a while. Um, and then only a handful of teams, about eight teams, have uh, four games this week. So that gives you a one leg up if your other players have just three. The Hornets, Bulls, Warriors, Timberwolves, Knicks, Thunder, Suns, and Raptors. So if you want to pick up somebody like a Trey Man or you want to pick up uh, Damian Lee or something or some, some of the Bulls players that we mentioned as well, they have four games. So that's an extra game for you this week against your opponent. Nice, yeah. Well, one thing I did want to mention as we're talking about trades is I heard that they're considering doing a Julius Randle for Westbrook kind of trade, um, you know, obviously with more pieces included, but that's probably the only thing that could work for us in terms of, of salary. How do you? How would you feel about that trade? I heard about that. I don't hate it for us. I'm willing to try something new. Uh-huh. Yeah, because... We have LeBron at center, and I think we just need to really strengthen our front court, and that'd be a good move for us. We can't trust Russ with the back court. Did you see Russell Westbrook getting booed so hard oh, in the last game? Oh, we benched him in overtime. <laughs> yes, how we do you, did. How do you bench your marquee player? Like you know, like I know. big three. You know what I mean? Like you bench one of those dudes. It's um, rough. The only thing I do want to see though is, uh, I think that's gonna really open up time for Obi Topin. Oh yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm not like the biggest fan, but I like him. I don't know. I can't tell you why I like him. He's just like a like a sneaky kind of dude, you know? Yeah. I think the Knicks got a couple people that are trying to like shop around. I heard that maybe Fournier is going to make a move. I think that's not working out as well as they wanted to, and he probably wants more minutes. Um, so maybe they'll throw him in. I don't know how that's going to work out, but he's getting paid quite a lot. For those of you who are tuning into the podcast portion of this, I will be eating an extremely spicy... Szechuan? How do you say that? Yeah, it's a Szechuan chicken tender. Chicken tender. So that means you have to tune into our Kumu live streams every week where me and Jules will be doing some kind of bet, um, which actually leads me to my next point. What should be our next bet? What should be our next bet? I know you're not going to be here next week. I will not be here, and then it's the All-Star weekend. But I'm still down to make a bet with you, and I'll cash in on the All-Star weekend. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We can do the, the chip one. The Paquito chip? It's, is that been what it sold, is? it's been sold out places though. Let's uh let's vet that. Let's check if it's still we were just back to back spicy poop weeks, huh? <laughs> All right, spicy chip. Let's see. Yeah, we can get it by like February tenth, so that's in time. All right, great. All right. So loser will do the Paki Carolina Reaper Madness one chip challenge. Wow. Wow. All right, cool. I'm rolling with LeBron this week, then? No, you ain't, bro. You ain't. We got you got to roll with one of the pick-me-ups you put, because we have to give confidence oh, to our listeners gosh. that they're going to pick up someone solid. Yeah, no, these are all solid picks. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, so last week we made a bet, and I had chosen Malik Monk to do better during that week. Yeah. Nico, you chose. Chuma Okiki, I hope. One of your drops. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you pee on the side of your toilet in the morning. <laughs> You're a terrible player. Uh, just to you know, be thorough about this, Okiki this week put up these subpar numbers. He put up eight points, four boards, two points, three boards, eight points, three boards, five points, four boards. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. nothing to scoff at. All playing at 25 minutes a game. And it was a tight race. I was texting Jules on the side because Malik Monk, his first two games, uh, let's see. Trash. Trash. And then he pulled it together with one single game. So Okiki put up five points. Malik Monk put up seven points. 
And then Okiki put up eight, and then Malik put up 21 and seven. A hooper. A hooper. And then he followed up with a 29-point performance. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yes, yes. Good for you, brother. Freaking Carmelo. All right, so that wraps it up for today's episode of Full Court Fresh, where we keep everything fresh with your NBA updates. Uh, we want to see you next time, so tune in next Sunday for our Kubu live stream and then Monday for our podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.